It's life on life's terms. All right, here we are again. The Life on Life's Terms podcast. I'm Tom Robinson, and uh, like I always say, we are not affiliated with any 12-step program, but uh, we do advocate them. Uh, Chris Mandeville, we're here at uh, New Way Recovery Center in Quincy, Mass. Uh, if you're in the South Shore area and you're looking for resources, definitely come down here. Um, Especially if you're in treatment and you have to get kicked out of the house for the day. There you go. <laughs> you can come down here. They have computers, all kinds of stuff. Good stuff. Resources. Yeah. Big spot. And uh, our guest tonight is Derek. My name is Derek Quirk. I'm a recovered addict, alcoholic, and I am not anonymous. Yep, me neither. Yeah, obviously <laughs> we're in. Yeah. It's causing too many problems lately, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I'm 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 uh, definitely an advocate for removing the stigma of recovery, you know. Yep. And I wasn't always like that. No. You know, I wasn't. I didn't, I didn't want people to know because of stigma. <laughs> right. You right. know. Well, you know, when that whole thing was was uh, developed back in the '30s, right? Oh yeah, it's a different world. Oh yeah, anonymity. Like, like that's why they talk anonymity. about it. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And 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 anonymity also has its place. Still, I'm not saying, not advocating that you know everybody in AA should be, you know, publishing their names in the absolutely sort of book or whatever. But you know, I don't think everyone should be hiding either because you know, the, like you say, the stigma and all that. I have a, a website actually that I found a few years back that has pictures of. Like some of the founding members of Alcoholics Anonymous, publicly speaking, and they're wearing Lone Ranger masks. Love like they have, holy cow. they have masks over their wow. eyes. Wow! It's it, we've that we had a meeting at my buddy Brendan uh, at Brendan's house. Oh no kidding! Where we would research people in the book. Oh no kidding! And we came across some of the coolest stuff and like why oh. stories in the book were there and what why they're idea. no longer there and who that person was and why their story isn't there anymore or yeah. why is this person's there now. Yep. We, uh, it was awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, it it does have its place. Um, I've also met people that um, said, please, that I've, I've worked in their home, know them from meetings, please do not tell my family how you know me. Mm. Right. Well, yeah, you got to respect that. Yeah. You, you know, have to, to each that's his own. It, yeah, that's what it takes. Yeah, that's right. To each his own. If that's what it takes, yep. live and let live. And uh, but I think that the value of 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 communication and, and and spreading understanding between not only addicts but the people that they fucking rip their lives apart. You know, the the people who get their lives ripped apart by addicts is also important. You know, and and to do that. You know, it's not always easy when you're in the situation to communicate with the people that you're hurting. But right. if those people have yes. have means to find out about what's going on and what the process and what what happens, like oh well, you know, normally they you know they they rip everybody's life apart. They're super selfish and they go through this psychic change or whatever it is, and then they then they become like this and they understand better and they see what there's a light in the end of the tunnel. You know, yep. there's a lot of different value uh, that can be gained from not. Just keeping everything hush hush all the time. Yeah, you know. Yeah, 
All right, so now that we hijacked this already, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you can, uh, no, you that's can a great topic. Tell, tell I can your keep story. going on for the, yeah. with that one. Um, yeah, so um, thank you, Chris, for inviting me, Tom. You're um, you know, love the show. Very welcome. Thanks Watch for coming. Watch you guys, support you guys. Um, you know, my my story basically consists of um, you know, I was born in Boston. Um, grew up in the South Shore, bounced around a lot, um, came from a long line of alcoholics and drug addicts, um, you know, uh, parents separated at an early age, um, you know, didn't really, felt very lost growing up, um, my mother put me in sports, um, I, I excelled in pretty much every sport that I played, but I really, um, I got attached to soccer. Oh and, yeah, um, yeah. Soccer, soccer was a big part of my story. Was um, it the flop that you liked? Yeah, <laughs> some of those got man. I've been watching the cup, and it's like, really? Did it hurt that bad? Oh, so much drama in it some was, of that. Like, you watch yeah. soccer, then you then you tune in the UFC fight later on. And you're like, yeah, or, or a hockey <laughs> game. Going yeah, on? yeah, no, hockey game. I wasn't the <clears throat> flopper at all. Um, yeah. but. Yeah, soccer, soccer um, did for me what later drugs and alcohol did. Really? Growing no up. kidding. So it was like my, um, no matter how chaotic or, 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 or what the situation was at home or at school, I was in trouble all the time. Um, you know, I, that was something. like your happy place. That was my sanctuary, yeah. I like to yeah. call it, you know. Um, for 90 minutes, I was just not thinking about anything but that ball and the goal. Mm. Um, you know, and I carried a lot of anger with my, with my dad growing up. Um, you know, I'm, I'm proud to say today that through the, through the grace of the 12 steps, I was able to make an amends with him and I have him back in my life. Yep. Um, you know, yeah, cause mine was the same dad left early. was still around, but yeah. yeah. And, and of course, mom fed me a lot of inaccurate information i hear you <laughs> um oh yeah i hear you. some of it some of it was true some of it was not and um yeah you know um yeah later in life i was like damn dad i don't blame you <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know like <laughs> yeah like well there's always three sides yes yes his side her side and the truth exactly absolutely, exactly. absolutely. yeah so um Mom met a mom met a man out in New Bedford when I was like seven eight years old and and told me that we were packing up moving out there and um, that mm. was a big big move for me. Uh, um, where were you living at the time? I, I was coming from Braintree. So Braintree to New Beige, yeah, <laughs> big difference. Yeah. Yeah. Culture shock, much? Yeah, <laughs> you know, getting picked on, getting in getting in fights right off rip. Um, oh, yeah. Did you learn Portuguese real fast? Uh, on the soccer field, I actually did. I oh, yeah, that's little, true, too. You know, um, oh, no kidding. That was part of the that's reason cool. I got a little accepted uh, quicker. Yeah, yeah. You know, down there. Oh, yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. I grew up on the West End. Um, you know, um, actually, one of your former guests you had on here recently, Mr. Rosario. How are you yeah. if you're watching? Kev G. Um, you know, grew up with him and... Uh, yeah, it was just like, you know, the wild, wild west out there. Um, access to everything. Um, you know, school was not in, really in the cards for me unless it was soccer season. Yeah. I would do really good in school. 
Um, mm. and, you know, and that was long before you had to do good in school to play sports. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like, a lot of pe- I've, I know a lot of people that were like, all right, you're really good, so here, we're going to push you through. Yep. You know? Right. Yep. And that yeah. happened uh, later down the road. That was before, before MCAS and all that. <clears throat> yeah. But, like, you know, I was supposed to go to Keith Junior High, and my stepfather had this idea that if we moved to the next town over, Dartmouth, that it would keep me out of trouble and keep me away from the bad kids. Yeah. Um, you know, which basically backfired because it's like um, a impose other person imposed geographic cure or what yeah yeah, yeah pretty much yeah. Yeah. um so yeah so you know uh went to dartmouth middle school hated it um you know started smoking weed drinking hanging out with all my new bedford friends um yeah going to all new bedford high school games wishing i was playing there hating my school oh, yeah. never really wanted to be a part of dartmouth they probably um, weren't even in the same uh, no, leagues, we used right? to play them. They were on our schedule, and we used to just take a beating. Yeah, you know. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, the, my my class, <sighs> like ninety five. I graduated ninety eight, ninety five to ninety eight in that area was just unbelievable amount of talent. Yeah. Um, mm. But in yeah, in New Bedford, in New Bedford, even in Dartmouth, um, my my actual graduating class. Um, I think we had my sophomore year, we had nine sophomores starting out of a really, yeah. So, um, you know, and I knew a lot of them guys playing against them in, in, um, spring soccer, uh, growing up and stuff. So they, they were stoked to have me, um, you know, but I, um, yeah, like I said, I mean, during school. I got good grades during soccer season, and then after that, it was like party time. Yeah, right. You know, um, I actually was ineligible sophomore year into junior year. Um, Mysteriously, my grades changed so that I was eligible. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Had a a breakout year, um, had D1 schools, handwriting me letters begging me to go to college and play ball there for free um you know and unfortunately in between junior and senior year i had failed off the team again and i had to announce it to um all my peers at dartmouth high and once soccer was stripped from me um and i knew that all my all my chances of, of going full ride were gone yeah, yeah that's really where it took off for me i yeah I, it's like all right i'm not going to be able to afford this i just blew probably the biggest chance of my life yes so yeah. now fuck it yeah yeah mm. i couldn't i couldn't Strong case of the fuckets yeah i couldn't go yeah. to a game i i couldn't read a newspaper I couldn't, I didn't want to, ha- I didn't care who was doing what. I just wanted to just block everything out. Yeah, anger, probably anger too. You know? Yeah. Um, well, it may have came across as anger, but it was probably more disappointment in yourself. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. But we don't know how to express that. Like, yeah. You know, I, I, you know, you're not going to say, oh, I'm so bummed that I blew that chance. No. Right. You're going to. Give me that. Give me this. Let's let's get rid of these feelings. I yeah, don't want fuck, this no more. Fuck that. Yeah. I don't want to go anyway. Yeah. They yeah. suck anyways. Yeah, you know? they're lost, not mine. <laughs> yeah. You know, that yeah. type of attitude. Yeah. Um, yeah. The ego of 
the alcoholic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it, it wasn't until, truth be told, I, I couldn't even watch a professional soccer game for years because mm. I'd be watching the game and, and I'd be dissecting it knowing that I had the ability to be on that field. Yeah. And it used to make me sick to my stomach. And, wow. um Yeah. This <laughs> is the first World Cup I've watched in a very, very long time. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Yep. Well, that shows progress. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> progress. You know, sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I was good at carrying resentments, man. I carried shit around with me for years. Um, you know, I... Um, I struggled early and often. There's not even a question. I drank alcoholically in middle school, even probably before that, stealing puppies' beers and all that. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, but like I said, when soccer was, was stripped from me in high school, that's really where I hit the streets. But but also, the way you're you're speaking of it, it's like you did soccer alcoholically. Yes. You know what I mean? Addictive. So it's like <laughs> that was, yeah. that was your thing. Right, and then when that escaped. thing was taking taken away from you, like, you know, how things happen today, once that was taken away from you, you had to fill that void with something. That's right. You yeah, know? That's right. Like, when we're getting sober, you know, we, our binky's taken away. Yeah. Now we got to put something, we need something to pacify us. Exactly. And, you know? Right, and and you and you you're like a raw nerve, and you got no coping skill, coping mechanism. Mm. Yeah, we just basically Tough. replace one addiction for another. Absolutely. You know, now I'm addicted to these things. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Red Bulls. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. When it I had have, early it sobriety, I drank me quite a few Red it's, Bulls it's, myself. It's it's so hard to like, you know, we we want to just have something. Right. You know? Now I'm like, now I do coffee. Now I'm addicted to coffee. Oh, I oh, vape yeah, I too. vape my face off. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. I, I just had to go get a DOT physical. I haven't had to get one for in a couple of years cuz you work for a city, they don't you don't need them cuz yeah. I don't need to drive out of state. I just drive here and that's it. Yeah. And uh the lady's like, "Um, do you smoke?" I'm like, "Nope." And then I was I I was like almost like, like embarrassed to tell her. You know what <laughs> I mean? Wait a minute. <laughs> and like she's like, oh, do you still do it? I'm like, yeah. And she's looking at me like, yeah, that was four years ago. <laughs> <laughs> but whatever, it's the only thing that worked for me. You know what I mean? Whatever works. Man. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, um, yeah. Just I, I was lost, man, for a long, long time. Um, geographical cure was was a good go to for me. I did oh, that yeah? endless yeah. times. Um, you know, ended up down in Florida. Um, got another opportunity to play college ball. Blew that. Um, wow. okay. Came back home to the Cape, and my mother had sent me an article. They were having open tryouts down at um down in Foxborough for the Revolution. For the Revs, yeah. Yeah. Wow. And uh, I'm like, Mom, you know, soccer's done. I, you know, I think I had just done an eight ball the night before. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> But um, yeah, it's just I was I was partying my face off, and she's hitting me with this newspaper article, and um, I ended up going to the tryout anyways, um, and got put on their farm team, um, and was working construction. I was in the trades right, pretty much right out of school, um, 
And it was just, it was very, very difficult. Even though soccer was my passion, I was so wrapped up in the party scene yeah, uh, yeah. in work that it just was like, well, Work soccer. all week, make that money, party all weekend. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. Soccer? Ain't nobody got no time for that. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. When, I, when I was young and working construction, well, I, I, I did fences. Um, and uh, you'd, you'd come home and, you know, you just, you don't have any time, any ability to do really a lot of any extra project or anything you get you get especially uh, this time of the year dude. yeah start drinking and and you get a few hours drinking and that's it you know you know yeah you get home you absolutely beat and then you say yeah you know that was some thirsty work today yeah 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 yeah, Yeah. right (laughs) right yeah you know it's not like that now i mean i'm i get like four hours sleep five hours sleep yeah, yeah, you're you know, a madman. My girl's like, "How do you do it?" Yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I just the alarm goes off. I get up, right? You know, your body's so used to it. Yeah, that, you know. But um, yeah, I I I got wrapped up down the Cape. I I eventually walked away from soccer again. Um, I was facing a lot of time in jail, um, with no record, very little on my record. Um, you know that. You would have thought that that was enough to straighten me out, and it wasn't. Um, you know, I was put on probation and stuff, and um, did a little bit of jail time. Um, you know, and and it's, I remember the day I was getting off probation. So, in the midst of my probation, I bought a nightclub, and I guess you shouldn't do that if you're an alcoholic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, out in Worcester, and um, yeah, place was nuts. And I remember the day I was getting off probation. I called my PO and I'm like, I'm like, hey David, I'm uh, just curious. I'm like, what? So what time do I like get off probation? And he's like, he starts laughing. He's like, why? He's like, yeah, you can't wait, huh? Yeah, right. He's like, right Dude, when the courts close, you're officially off. So that was four thirty. So at four thirty one, I knew what time it was. Yeah. Um, but just always, you know, literally, just always a mess. Um, I don't. I don't think I ever got to that point where I completed probation. <laughs> It yeah. would be like it would be like week couple weeks out and I'd do something else and get hammered again with like you know, another six months or another year. Well dude, yeah. you know what it was? I had so much time hanging over my head yeah. that I was like scared straight. Right? Mm. But on oh, the outside yeah. I I was like, Oh, I you know, I'm this big tough guy from New Bedford and yeah. the street cred and the image killed me, man. Yeah. Killed me. Uh, for a long, oh, long time. Yeah. That's that's yeah. the identity piece. Yeah, that's it. we talk about that a lot. That's yeah. like a, a one of the things that we do focus on a lot is like that bullshit identity that we have to, you know, yeah. have to but set aside. It's 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 who we think we are. And, that's right. You know, well, not I, even who we want to be, or who I think you want me to be. Exactly. Exactly. Right. You yes, know, right. all the yes. different roles I yes. assigned myself depending on who I was with. You know. Yeah. Um, you know, which I'm, I'm forever grateful and I will always continue to be, um, to my sponsor. I have the best sponsor in AA as far as I'm concerned, Jimmy mm-hmm. DeVoy. How are you, brother, if you're watching? Um, that man. Take notes because you may end up on here too. <laughs> <laughs> you should get him on here, man. Well, dude, right? Hey, right. I, I watched well, the Well, if dude, he's the dude. best sponsor, we got to get him. We got to get him. Yeah. Anywhere. Right in this very building, um, you know, um, 
that man took me through the book. It, it's funny. Wow. Um, I'll fast forward from my shit show on the Cape in my mid-20s. I mean, I basically, for a long time, thought that um, money was you, the answer. You got to elaborate on the nightclub, though. Oh, yeah. yeah, Four, yeah. 431. You bought the nice club, 431. 431. Uh, I think, but I know a limo showed up. Um, <laughs> we did not open that night. I was behind the bar just drinking out of the bottle. Um, I know somebody <laughs> showed up at some point with some with some pills. Yeah. And probation uh, started a week later again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, re- I, rem- uh, I went yeah. to some strip club later that night, and the rest is, I don't even remember the rest. Yeah. Um, but again, like I was, you know, I was off to the races. Um, I still at that point in my life had not picked up heroin. Mm. Um, loved the opiates. I'm, a, you know, an Oxycontin kid. The pills, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, you know, um, as soon as those things came out, um, you know, I we loved them. Um, yeah. You know, but um, yeah, the club basically. I had a sh- I, I had a business partner who was a bit shady, um, and I I had to get out of that that business. I basically sold it back to the guy yeah. that I bought it from. Um, hmm. And just hit my construction company hard again, and did a lot of work as a sub for builders and. Did a oh, lot yeah. of like developments um, out in like the Worcester County area. Yeah, um, you know. But again, like thinking like like my whole time, like I'm thinking that if I just sell that job and this job and that job, that'll give me this amount of money. And like money was a solution to my problem. Yeah, in right. my head, and um, you know, and even when I made all that money, it was like it was never enough. You know, no, um, no it's. it's it's funny, you know, the finance is about your state of mind and, and what you know and who, you know, who you are emotionally a lot. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter if you make a shite load of money. If, you, if you're not emotionally able to handle it, you're right. going to waste it and spend it on silly stuff. Yep. And you're going to be miserable. Even if you keep it all in the bank, you're going to be miserable. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's emotional. I was you know? such it's an angry individual just... Didn't matter. White knuckling. Just, I was just always just an angry, angry individual. There was never mm. enough of anything. Um, you know, until I did a fourth step. Honestly, that was like the game changer for me. Um, you know, I started to see. I started to see how sick I really, really was without even writing that. How long had you been in and out? Prior to, uh, I first entered the halls of AA in two thousand and six. Um, so never mandated by court or anything like that. Yeah, some some of it was, some of it wasn't. I mean, I would sit in the back at my card signed and, yeah. and see you later. Oh uh, yeah, I remember those days. Um, it's ugly. Never heard a message. Um, wasn't ready. You know, hadn't had enough pain. Clearly. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, but in my defense, like, I also didn't really know what the fuck was wrong with me. I, like, thought, like, like, I used to get myself backed in this corner and I would, you know, be sitting with self and I would be thinking, like, are you really that fucking dumb? Mm. Like, how did you possibly? Like, I thought it had something to do with, like, my IQ. Yeah. Yeah. Right? (laughs) 
I thought for the longest time, willpower had a lot to do with this disease. I was so far off the mark with, with what I was up against, it wasn't even funny. Right. It wasn't even You didn't know what you didn't know. No. Right. No. Like and, have- and, and so, with that being said, that's why me personally today, I choose to not be anonymous. I choose to be a truth teller. Um, right. Spread, spread the word. Uh, it, it, yeah, because I, I sought out professionals for years even as a teenager my mother would send me to counselors and this and that and mm. i mean all these like professionals and wouldn't you know that a, that a drug addict was the one that told me what was wrong with me you but know? but also it was once you realized and admitted that you were an addict right you like can't, you, you can't. come in you come into into recovery like i absolutely 100 percent advocate for go see seek professionals because i can't solve all your problems dude oh absolutely you know what and i mean i'm not yeah. saying i'm yeah, not saying right. that, that outside help is not required right. for some people but it it or recommended it it didn't like click until you knew what what the what the deal was right until i took a, a look at myself on the inside not my outside right. shit. i can right. make that look real nice oh yes but inside and i needed a man to literally just shatter my ego. That's that's a big part of it too. Yeah, you know, because my pride, that newbie pride, yeah, kept me suffering for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, t- I say that all the time to guys like, you know, guys that I used to work over at High Point in Brockton, and used to have some heart to hearts with some of these guys, and they're coming in like they're coming in at jail, and I'm like, yeah, all that. Shit, machismo shit, you know. And I'm like, will you cut the shit? Do you how, how do you want to get well or do you not? Right. You know what I mean? Because if you don't, I respect that. But if you do, you're gonna have to lose that whole image that you're trying to portray right now. Right. Well, that's the thing that, that, that you 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 wrap yourself in all these different things. Like, I'm this, I'm that, I'm not this, I'm not that, and you wrap yourself up, and it's it's protection. It's like armor. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And you can't. You can't bear the thought of stripping all that down and just letting it go because if someone's criticizing you, in your mind, at least you can say, well, I know who I am. I'm the guy with the this and the that and the, and who came from here and did this. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and you can feel like I'm okay. Well, the, the thing is, without all that shit, you're already okay. That's right. You're okay. That's right. You're a, you're a, you're a valid human being, and you don't need to the imaging that you're doing to portray to to, to feel good about yourself. You're but good anyway. But that's how it's. That's like the biggest thing in society right now. I think is like what how we're supposed to be when all that stuff like on all these TV shows and all this crap. That's all bullshit. It's you all know false what I mean? belief system. Yeah, and, and they got all these kids, you know, growing up with these fucked up values and of of who they think they should be or what they think they should look like or what society wants them to look like yeah like just fucking let them be oh it can get it can get super confusing nowadays too because you got the social media and everybody's everybody's taking a snapshot of their best side and their their funnest day and now you're looking at your life going no my life ain't like this 
you know, you're scrolling yeah. through somebody Take else's. all the fucking yeah. filters oh, no. out. Take right. all the check-ins out. What's <laughs> right. the fucking real deal? What's really going on? Yeah, what happened? You know? what's, what's My buddy on? Paul, uh, you, guys, you guys know uh, Paul Hunt? Maybe. Yeah, Paul, uh, so. he's a good dude. He he had a uh, awesome post the other day on Facebook, and uh, it was just all about that. Yeah. he, You know, um, and how sometimes, you know, a lot of us... You know, we all go through our own personal shit. My life yeah. is not perfect. Like, people may see my inspirational posts yeah. and stuff like that, but I'm a big mindset guy. Yeah. I yeah, post yeah. that because I need to read I, that's it. That's right, bro. That's I need right. to read it. <laughs> that's and, right. And if I get something out of it, I'm going to share it so that hopefully you will get something that's out of it, right. too. Yeah. Well, you know? yeah. that's the thing. If you If you condition your mind every day with negative stuff, like... Wake up and wake up and just watch the news every day, and then go. Then watch the news right before you go to bed every night. Terrible, miserable. Right? Don't I? Hey, I don't have regular TV in my house. Oh, it's I watch Netflix. Yeah, if, me too. If there's something important watch. happens, someone's gonna post about it on Facebook. There you go. <laughs> I'll get it. I'll get the news. Uh, yeah, you know. But I, it's smart move. Uh, but it's it's best if you can. You know. Even if even if the if if the inspirational quote or whatever is making more of a claim than you really believe, it's get it get something good into your brain. You yes. know what I mean, rather yes. than negativity. I, that's I believe that thoroughly. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I'm into. Uh, I watch a lot of you know Eric Thomas. I just went and saw him up in Boston. Motivational speaker. Really? Um, yeah, I watch all sorts. Les Brown. I mean, I, I oh yeah, Les Brown. I, I know because I need that. Yeah. I, it gets dude, you know who I love. Up. Is that dude on Facebook, Jay Shetty? Jay Shetty. Oh, yeah. dude. Oh, no, no. He was he was a monk. Yep. Oh, really? He went to monk school. Yep. And he monk talks about school. it all the time. And he talks no about kidding. it all the time. But, dude, the stuff that he puts out there yep. is just like... Whew. Him, Trent Shelton. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just, the list goes on and on. I mean, the, it, the stuff is there. But it's funny, like, you know, it, it's almost like, you know, I've had people say to me, like... You know, um, geez, Derek, um, you know, is your life really that perfect? No, it's fucking No. If you want to know, ask me. Right. I ain't got to put that shit on blast. I'm not going to post my personal shit that I'm dealing with day to day. I deal with it with my inner circle. Yeah. Whoever that may be. You know, um... Oh, you know, God bless the the ones who who do post a lot of stuff like that. I don't, myself. Yeah. But but some people do, and that's that's fine too, you know. But whatever, you, whatever. You Absolutely. Do, but if one, when, for me, for myself, I'll keep this on myself. When I see the same thing over and over again, and you're not changing anything, I might have to just hit the unfollow button, dude. Right. It's like, that's, all right, you've posted yeah. about this 15 times in like two months. Oh, when yeah. it always when it comes down yeah. to yeah. sound comes, like everybody's complaining about yes, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yes. that's negative. You know, yeah. like that's not good. If someone says, "Hey, did you hear about so and so or whatever?" It's like, uh, no, I didn't. Oh, this happened. Really? Did you talk to them? No. Then why are you telling me this? Do you know this to be true? <laughs> right. Have you asked them? Have you hit them up yeah. and said, are they okay? You know? Yeah, I don't feed into uh, today. I don't feed into the negativity, the drama. Um, I have enough going on in my yeah, own life. Man, I don't like, need anybody else's. Far from perfect. Yeah, you know? mine too, um, man. I mean, I'm I'm certainly in in the best position of my life. Um, you know, through the grace of God and and the people in my network mm-hmm. um, and the work that I put in. Um, it's not easy being in recovery. 
No. Um, at times. I mean, I, I, I should probably rephrase that. I guess today is, is it's easier than it was getting finding recovery. Yes. Right. I so, thoroughly so you, enjoy it. You no longer have a, a drug and alcohol problem. You no. you have life problems. That's it. Yeah. Luxury problems. Yeah. Man. Pro. My you old know. sponsor Brian Murphy says, it. "I have problems in areas that I never had areas." <laughs> I <laughs> yeah. love it. You know, like, I love it. Yeah. I have problems and like I these these are things that I've acquired and and you know like been blessed with. Yeah. Right. So the shit that I complain about there's people praying for those problems. Amen. You know? Yeah. Oh, so yeah. it's like sure. you think about that it puts shit in perspective for you. Yeah. Like I I drive I work in Quincy, I drive around and I see things like I saw today I was over by uh Star Market and I see two couples out there, and I see all the stuff that's going on, and what you know that. All right, so what are we gonna do? We're gonna, uh, and I'm just like, damn, I remember that. Mm. Yeah, the hustle and the bustle. Oh, oh right. like this time of the year, looking to boost running, something. Oh, all <laughs> nasty and sweaty and yeah. not feeling good. Yep. It's like, and and oh, the guy sitting God. next to me, my oh. boss, I'm like. Man, I remember that. And he's just like, still can't believe it. He looks over at me like, what? Yeah. Right. I, that was me running around trying to figure out how I'm going to get 40 bucks or 60 bucks. Or, yeah, you can't unsee that. No. To get that stuff, you know? Yeah, that's for sure. It's, yeah. It's, it's up front in my face every day working in, in a city. Yeah. You know, it's, and I want it to be. I don't ever want to forget how that felt. Yeah. Never. Like so, getting told to call back in 10 minutes and reckon I'll be there in five minutes, Papa. Falling asleep. <laughs> five minutes. Falling asleep with the cold sweats and then waking up and it's like 90 degrees out and you're like calling again. Half oh, yeah. an hour. Call back half an hour. Oh, my God. Yeah. You know what I mean? I like, know. Oh, and then he shows up, <laughs> buddy, how you doing? Yeah. Well, like you want to, you want to murder him. Even just dude picking the phone up. Yeah, was yeah. Like you, relief. Yes. Like, you feel oh, better, right? Already, oh, hey, hey, what's going on? It's a, it's a <laughs> fucked up thing, man, to be a uh, slave to. That's for sure. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Man. Yeah. It's not it's today. Sad. No, thank God, thank God, man. I, I um, it's funny. Like, I remember, I remember going to. Uh, so that that nightclub thing ended in like '08, and um, ended up having my firstborn in '09, and relocated to Braintree, and um, you know, full still full circle back to Braintree. Yeah, still wasn't an ad- admitted alcoholic addict. It was suggested though. From yeah, a few yeah. People, a couple, <laughs> hint, a couple hints thrown out there. You know, um, but I, you know, was still <coughs> doing things my way, and um, oh, sorry about that. I ended up um, getting sectioned to Matsey in 2012. Mm. We I, talk about that all the time, sectioned. <clears throat> in Massachusetts, a Section 35 is a law that allows your family or friends or, or uh, someone in authority to uh, put you away for 30 days if you've become a danger to yourself or others. Yes. That's right. So usually applies parents, to are, parents out there that don't know what to do. Get familiar with the term Section 35. That's right. Yeah, it saves lives. It, can, it absolutely can save it lives. Really Florida, can. it's called what? The Marchman Act? Yep. Um, 
yeah, I, think, I think like a lot of them a lot, lot of different states, states yeah they're they're coming up with and even if it's just to give someone 30 days more to 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 hopefully hear something or think or that's what it's you all know? about yeah. you know like, it's not the end all be all it's not necessarily the cure right the answer but with hopes of that they get some time in there yes to 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 hear something and maybe wake up and trust and believe they're going to be pissed at you oh yeah but i'd rather have them pissed at me and alive than happy with me and dead you know on the phone you fucking you sexing me yeah i got no cigarettes yeah a couple of white penis you know yeah, I was taken into custody in Section 35 from just... Like, I sectioned myself before I knew what the hell section it was. Wow. <laughs> right out wow. of Quincy Court. See, wow. I, I don't willingly go to treatment. Yeah. That's not my MO. Well, they they gave me a choice, jail or treatment. I said, okay, treatment. No-brainer. Treatment was in jail. <laughs> <laughs> it was at the old Bridgewater. Yeah. Uh, you know? Yeah, that's where I went So, to. So you get sectioned. I get sectioned, you. yeah. You know, hated mom. Yeah, hated the the family members involved. Um, get out of there. Um, you know, I, I before I left, I had a counselor ask me what was going to keep me sober, and at the time, my son was two, and I said my two year old, and he. I never forget that face he he gave me, and um, he's kind of like, oh, that's not good, you know. Yeah, yeah. And at the time, I'm like, you don't know me. You don't know my willpower. You don't know how much I love that little boy. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. but but he was one of us, and he knew. Right. That that was only going to get me so far, and so it did. And, um, you know, I tell a story a lot when I go on commitments. I uh, was white-knuckling it. I In my head, like, the program that I was working was, like, I was going over to Bayshore Athletic Club, Working out like five, six days a week. I was going <laughs> to Church of Abundant Life. I was focusing on my business, trying to be a better dad, um, and like all good things, all positive stuff. Right. Yeah. But not enough to keep a guy like me sober. Not not right. enough to keep untreated alcoholism at bay. Boom. Right. Right. So it was just a matter. It, it of works time. as long as it works. Right. And for me, that lasted almost three years to the day. I had just done mm. um, a basement uh, out in Framingham, and and I was starving, and I, and I knew there was a 99 up the street, and I said to my cousin, I said, let's go, let's go to the 99 and get some boneless buffalo wings. Mm. And dude, I shit you not, I walked in that restaurant for boneless buffalo wings and left with a heroin habit that very night. Really? Just like that. Yeah. Like, oh, somebody inside there that you knew? I mean, how the hell did that uh, happen? It's, it's, like, it's like the story. I'm going to go for a sandwich and a glass of milk. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. I see. And so that's all the guy right? wanted. Poor you Jim. Sandwich yeah, yeah. and a glass of milk. Yep. yep. But if and, I pour some whiskey in this milk, it can't hurt me. <laughs> right. and then on a another, full stomach. On a full and stomach. And another. It's, oh, so you went in there. You know, yeah, I see what you're saying. So you went in there to, to, and you boozed it up, and then you were back on the dope. Well, the the... the not too long I guess after the, that. The, the point of that whole thing is like what really stands out to me is that I literally went in there for that food, right? Yeah. Just like we all do when we go to a restaurant, waitress come over, hey, can I get you guys a drink? You know, my cousin's like, oh, I have a Bud Light, Bud Heavy for my cousin. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'll have a Mountain Dew, you know? And uh, 
he gives me the old, oh, you know, come on, you know, you had a problem with the pills, not the booze, you know, you can't have a beer. Right, so rationalization. I'm like, Boom. All right, just one. The stamp though. came out. <laughs> right? <laughs> Thank you. I'm like, just one, which is a fucking lie, because I've never had just one of anything. Right. right. Right? Yeah. So I have that beer, and I remember when it came to the table, I'm like, you know, that frosty 99 cold beer, right? Yeah. goes right down. She's like, can I get you another? I'm like, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. 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 I worked hard all just, day. Just one. Right. Get, me, get me 10. Just one. More. <laughs> Matter of fact, yeah. when you see my glass getting low, bring me another yep. one. You know? And yeah. then, like, the beer's not doing it, so now we got to do Patron. And then, you know, next thing you know, we're doing cocaine in the bathroom. And then now it's like, fuck, there's a snow emergency coming that night. Right? Oh, yeah. I got to drive back to Braintree. I'm like, there's no way I can go home like this. I need something to come down now. You know? <laughs> yeah. And wouldn't you know, wow. my cousin had something in his pocket. Oh, really? And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. Not the brown, though. I can't do that. No. Yeah. And then I'm but like, all right, send yeah. it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Two, two minutes later, you're like, that, eh, that, you know That's what? all you got? <laughs> ah, okay. All right. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> you twisted my arm. So it's like... I did a lot of work around that night, actually, when I uh, hooked up with my sponsor. And, um, you know, like, the key thing for that night was, like, A, I had no defense. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. You know, that that was a typical step two moment, right? Because mm. step two is, I, I, love, I love talking about step one and two, um, you know, a lot. Because... The insane shit that they're talking about in step two is not what we do after we pick up that first drink. No. It's, it's the shit we believe before it. Yeah. Like, I can have just one. And, like, the whole time this is all unfolding in the booth, I actually think I'm changing my mind. Yeah. I didn't have a fucking say in the matter. No. no. Right. You... There was... <laughs> You didn't have anything to stop it from happening. No, once I That's did, right. once I picked that first drink up and put it in me, I was doing that bag of dope, whether I liked it or not. Yeah, yep. end of story. Yeah, that that power of choice that we lost. Yep. You know, and I knew nothing about this power of choice, power of control back then. This is all I had to find this all out the hard way. But like, what once almost killed me became, you know, gave me a whole new life today, which is yeah. which is a blessing. Yeah. yeah. Um. You know, because I was able to to live about it and be able to to talk about it and share it. Um, I, I've been told, Evan. Uh, I've learned that the that the the greatest one of the greatest powers we have as human beings is the ability to choose our response to any given situation. And when you're right. in throes of active addiction, whether it be alcoholism or whatever drug you're doing, you have lost that power, and it's your greatest power. It is your greatest power. If you, you can decide, I'm going to bring my life this way or this is who I'm going to be, then you can do anything. If you have no choice in the matter, you've lost. Yeah. You've already lost. You know. Yeah. And, and yeah. When, you're, when you're doing dope and you're, or whatever you're doing, there's, there's no choice. You have no, no ability no. to respond to any situation. You know, mad, happy, sad. Give me the dope. Give me the booze. Give me the whatever. Yep. You know? Yep. I can identify with that last thing you said. You know, happy, mad, glad, sad. I didn't need a reason to get high no. or drink, man. Air, breathing. Right, waking up. Yeah. My <laughs> eyes opening. You know? <laughs> yep. It didn't matter. Um, so, 
Yeah, like that night literally sent me on a 14-month suicide mission. Um, you know, it, next day, I remember like the worst thing that happened that night was like nobody found out. I didn't get pinched for OUI. I made it home safely, tucked in. And right, that yeah. may be the worst thing to happen. I would. It would have been better. Is nothing happening? Yeah. Right. It would have exactly. been better if I got pulled over. Um, yeah. It would have saved a lot of you know near death experiences. It's like um, it's like taking a hammer, and you know, you can just hit yourself in the face, or you can wind up for a couple of months really smack yourself in the face with it. yeah <laughs> you know what i mean let me get down deep into the rabbit hole and really hit myself in the face with this fucking hammer yeah you know what i mean yeah it didn't take long man before like i was in that position again once again i was like fuck how did i do this to myself I, I again again yeah you know what i mean and like all the stuff that i thought would keep me sober like I had all that right. in mm. place, right? And here I was. There was not a not an issue in the world that night at the ninety nine, right? Bills were right. paid, money in the bank, money coming in from different directions, you know, um, all that. And it's beautiful just, it just child at home. Yeah, yep. yeah. That's not, that. That's that powerlessness. Yep. Yep extremely powerless i you know and i i Black come power. to find out that um you know i am the real alcoholic i know you know the book talks about the moderate drinker the heavy drinker and the real alcoholic and mm. i tried to prove for years that i could moderate and, and okay maybe i'm not a moderate drinker maybe i'm a heavy drinker yeah but i'm not an alcoholic and um yeah you know yeah because if something bad happens i can stop right you know right yeah <laughs> absolutely but my yeah, track record abundantly proves right. that like i can't stop for sufficient reason like uh -huh. i know right. people that can i i hate them for that right actually. yeah yeah i'm <laughs> no know. bunches of them yeah, yeah. Um, oh yeah you know that's, because that's more that's that's the norm really i mean we you know we're we're uh in minority maybe as, as in society you know most people they they maybe party in college and then they they don't anymore. You know? They grow up. Yeah, they, grow they become up adults. They, they start adulting. To, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, right. they're it, able it, to stop. It's crazy. Like, cause I went through all this stuff. I've been been here for a bit, and I'm watching it now. Like people my age just starting to go through what I went through that long ago. And back then, them like. Damn, dude! Like, really? Like, looking down on me, I and and, yeah. and and like now I see, it and it's like, oh, please let them get this. Yep. You know, I'm oh, really? glad yeah. I went through what I went through when I did. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's it takes whatever it takes. There's, yeah. There's a lot of different. But tests. like, people have had full on careers. Like, they're getting ready to retire. They have wives, kids, and and it's like, boom. Let's blow everything up. How, how did, you know? Yeah. yeah. It doesn't discriminate, man. I, I tell you, this journey in recovery, I think I have learned more in recovery than I learned in all my years in school. Oh, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. I, I, I just, um, you know, it, it's it's such a powerful, powerful disease. It is it is a brain disease. I, yeah. I truly believe that. Um, there's, you know, facts to to back that up yeah well it's um, mental physical and spiritual right so yeah and and you know i'm a big all your life all three your life. three three full guy three you know myself yeah. 
but um you know the science behind it is literally is you know it tell it, it tells us you know it affects our chemical uh our dopamine right yeah um yeah. and all that stuff so it's like um you know whether people are the real alcoholic or not, if you're doing a powerful substance, you're going to get addicted to it. Yes. You, you know what I mean? I've met people that just had a physical addiction. They break that physical habit. They can go back to living a normal life. Oh, yeah. That's that, right. That ain't me. No, However, God, no. if there was something in their life that was destructive enough to their identity or their, their psyche that they would chase that physical addicting substance down the rabbit hole long enough right then they would become the real deal i believe yes oh i think so too you they, there's they, they talk about that line you cross you know, that line the, you, the cucumber into the pickle and you yeah. ain't going back to i mean the, you, <laughs> i i absolutely believe that the hard drinker can turn into the real deal yeah ha, having you know the right life experiment long enough or yes yeah, or something because it's a disease of progression yeah so, absolutely yeah you, you know? know i started off smoking weed i was sticking a needle in my arm at the end like what the f you know what yeah happened? i mean yeah. all my all my friends that are heroin addicts in recovery all started smoking weed and drinking beer yeah just like me yeah you know what I mean? 10 11 12 yeah you know yeah. that the american medical uh society determined that alcoholism of course, that's what they were studying back then because it was in the 50s or something when yeah. they determined it was a disease, 53 maybe, something like that. And there's three um, pathogenesis, something like that. I don't know. There's three parts of it. It's chronic, means it keeps happening. Yes. You know, It's progressive, means it continues to get worse, and it's fatal means it's going to kill your ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Therefore, man. disease. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and it's funny. I love seeing people put, you know, posts up. Like I seen something about. Um, uh, it was a story about talking about how much Narcan has been used and how the you know how many ambulance runs and all that. And someone chimed in and was like, "Just get rid of the Narcan. It's natural selection." Like, yeah. and, and and then and then people. I just read below it, and I was like, "Yes, right." People just. <laughs> Like really, dude? Like, obviously, you have no idea. No one in your family's ever struggled. But right. then I see yeah. the profile, and the guy's got no picture, and there's no info. So well, it's just someone trying to yeah, troll. People yeah, online you know? are vicious, you know. And if if you were in the room with a guy like that, and it was a real deal, it's like he's not. He's probably not going to really have that attitude. He's no. just online with us. Yeah, just ridiculous. And then that thug. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's created yeah. a whole different breed of people. Oh yeah, you know. Well, it's the, the stuff they, enjoy they the, it. the stuff that kids go through now. That shit used to be on the playground. Now it's like, <laughs> right? Yeah, dude, yeah. that's for the whole world to see oh, now. Yeah. You know, right? Like all different ball game, man. It used to be, it used to be, uh, you know, you don't talk behind people's back. You talk to someone face to face. Now it's like there's no face to face. There's, you know, no. I am to I am. Right, right. You know, yeah. DM to DM. Comment yeah. on somebody's, uh, you know, status or whatever and, and tear them apart yeah. behind, a, you know. You know, for, for me, for this alcoholic, fucking hit me with a bat. Don't hurt my feelings, though. Right. I'll take yeah, the yeah. physical shit. Right. Like, right. Kick my ass. I'll yeah. take that. But don't, like, talk about me. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Oh, there's a lot of that, man. Yeah. There's a lot of that. You know, really and, and being a parent. I'm I'm worried about my kids growing up. 
Yeah. You know? Me too. Because it's, it's yeah. completely different. Yeah. Complete. Like, oh. nothing resembles how it was when I was a kid. Well, it's oh, hey, not let, like, let that, they don't even know what a fucking home phone is. No. Let that dude Let that dude be be home with his his uh, son or daughter on the floor, ODing, right. and have the guy come with a Narcan and say, no, no, I don't believe in that stuff. See right. that happen. Right. 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 Oh, what do you have, Narcan? No. No, no. Let's, it's natural selection. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I, I don't. I don't. Put to, I see a lot of that crap online. On so I'm back on Facebook as of beginning of the year, and I had taken a break for a couple of yeah, years. Yeah, it's just like I don't. I, Bro, I'll type out a whole entire comment and be like, I can't say that. I'm like Derek. Just because you think it doesn't mean you have to say it. But I think typing it out helps me. It does. Okay. Yes, I definitely. Could rip this guy a new ass, but I won't. And erase it. Because I, do it yeah. like, I don't want to be mean. I'm I don't like, want. Should I say this? Is what I'm about to say. Should yeah. I say that? Yeah. She's like, ah, no. Uh, no. <laughs> well, you know, I start going through when I when I get into that, I start going back and forth in my own mind about well, his point, my point. A lot of times, you know what I mean. And I, yeah. yeah. And it's like all right, just forget it. I, you yeah. know, I don't need to be doing this. Yeah. <laughs> yep. it doesn't even matter. Let yeah. me just let me just close this app right now. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So what's what's going on now? Yeah, so we got a lot going on now. Um, so, excuse me. How much time do we have? See, oh, we're gonna be wrapping soon. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it's went an hour. So. Um, yeah. So I ended up I ended up getting so sober through the grace of God. Um, April twelfth, two thousand sixteen. Multiple overdoses um, prior to that. Couldn't stop, had sufficient reason. DCF in my life. Mm. Um, my kid's mother was um, going to leave me. She had had enough. Um, you know, and um, customers angry all over town at me. And just, I had burned every bridge. I did a really good job digging myself a hole this time around. And um, mm. I got the opportunity to go to a place down in um, Delray Beach, uh, which saved my life, Epiphany Treatment Center. Um, nice. Yeah, just some, you know, Rabbi Jenny out there. Um, it's the, a, a lot, there was a lot of hands in, in my recovery. Um, mm. You know, for the first time, I can honestly say that I didn't follow my plan. Um, there you go. You became willing. I, I Something happened, dude. I, you were go. pretty badly mangled is what happened. I so. was, yeah. <laughs> Gift of desperation. Was, yeah. Yeah, I, buddy. Um, I mean, I knew I was powerless. I had known that for a while. The drugs told me that a long time ago. But, like, it just, it was more, it was, you know, it was a 12-step uh, treatment center. They forced us into meetings. It was, like, PHP setting. Um, it was it was great down What's there. What's PHP? Partial hospitalization program. So oh, it was, okay. like, I ended up, I ended up uh, going to a detox down in Miramar, they transported me to Epiphany in Delray, and I entered their partial hospitalization program. I lived in a mansion down in Delray. They bussed us back and forth to the center. We did groups all day, good group of guys. Wow. Um, and there's some great, legit ones down there. And, and they, Yeah, you they know, were doing it for a long, long time. you know. And then there's some not-so-legit ones. Something yeah. happened. I, I flew down there um, in September, October this past year to try to surprise them. And uh, I guess the part, you know, the owners had separated. Something had happened. There was a falling out, which I, 
was a little heartbreaking to hear, but um, I'm still in communication with some of the staff there, and um, especially Rabbi Jenny, who was a huge ro- played a huge role. Um, she's opening up a, a avatar. It's called a treatment center out in Arizona. Um, she's doing big things. She's more like more into like the whole, and she's actually a Massachusetts native. Oh, really? Yeah. She's oh, from yeah. She moved to Arizona, you said? Yeah. 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 Yep. She's uh, look her up, Rabbi Jenny. Um, she helps a lot of people. Um, cool. But yeah, she's more like spiritual, holistic healing. Oh wow. Um, yeah, man. This, this we have no monopoly on anything, man. Yeah, it, you know, it like was a great the, experience, honestly. Um, you know, I ended up coming back home um, after phase two down there. Um, was trying to get into sober living up here, yeah. and it's kind of funny how it happened. I, I went, I went to, I had something lined up to go to up here, a house. The day I was supposed to go, the, the guy and I won't mention his name was like, "Oh, you can't, you, you can't come here," and he didn't really give me a reason why. And it was just, like shut it down on me. Oh, I'm like, God. I'm fucking homeless. When you're right that now. vulnerable, it's so tough, yeah. you know. Right. Oh my God. And I'm like, Ma, drive me down to this guy's house right now because I'm gonna do something. And she's like, <laughs> No, yeah, yeah, that was <laughs> yeah, my mentality. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I was yeah. like five weeks sober. Right. You know. Yeah. And uh, and I said, Actually, no. Bring me to a meeting. And that was like the first time I had used a meeting for something. Right. A and coping skill, a different coping skill. Yeah, and, a, and, and you know, you know what you call that? Incredible, a spiritual awakening. Yeah, because you did something. You were in, in a situation you had been in before. Heated a moment, you, but you did something completely different than different. you normally would have done. Act, oh, completely. Act of willingness, educational variety. Yep, the educational variety. You know, That's yeah. right. Beautiful. I walked into a meeting and raised my hand and started crying and said, "Look, I'm homeless. I was supposed to go to a, a place and." Um, you know, I, I think your sponsor actually, what did you say, Brian Murphy? Mm. Yeah. yeah. He, no, he, he, he directed me so over much. to this parking lot. Does he have a sober house? Yeah. Yeah. So he couldn't get me in his, but he was going to get me in one. He said to come here on a Thursday night, there was a, there was a good meeting here, right? Mm. And he never met me. Right. Um, which was, doesn't mean that he won't help. Hey, which Brian, was, which was cool. I never met him. Yeah. But if you're Sorry, out B. there, thank you, or to let him know, thank yeah, you, because yeah. it all worked out. Yeah. And uh, I met my sponsor guy. that night. And the guy, oh, really? Yeah. And I did like like this. This building is pretty special to me. My mom came. My mom's a learn to cope mom. Yeah. Right? She comes to great program on Tuesdays. Right. Um, oh, I may have seen her there yeah shout out mom dukes if you're watching yeah um yeah and just um you know i did my, a lot of my step work in this building man yeah you know um wow. so i'm forever grateful for the center um you know but what's going on now is like so i got myself working in treatment i worked for the arch program the, the late great cat michael oh um, yes yes you know uh she gave me an opportunity to work for a DPH-funded program in Brockton Hospital in uh, Good Samaritan. And it was through there. Uh, my office was in Matsey, so when we weren't in the hospitals, we would be yeah. on the units, setting guys up with community support program and such. Nice. So you're recovery coach, right? Yeah, yeah. that's my oh, title. Yeah, and I thing. actually just got state certified. I am one of the few. Um, I know my boy Jack Harper. 
was yeah. zero zero one. <laughs> yeah, he's the he's the, yeah, the first fully state certified coach, man. Why do they do that? Why do they place place uh, zeros in, in front of uh, of the of that like that? I don't. Instead of just putting one, just putting one. Yeah. I don't know. I, uh, it, it happens. It happens on podcasts too. And I, I just was like, well, I don't know why, so I'm just not going to do it. We're going to have <laughs> nine because they know we're going to have nine hundred ninety nine. Yeah, but I so. just put one, two. Three, I mean, I yeah. Don't know. I mean, Whatever. the field, the recovery coach field is blowing up, and, right? Um, you know, yeah. it, it works because it's peer to peer. Um, yeah. But I, I got some experience working under Cat Michael, which was absolutely huge. That woman and I were extremely close. Um, She's passed away. She she passed away, unfortunately. Um, you know, um, she was like my mentor. Um, she, hey, she affected I, I, a lot of lives. She helped thousands of lives, man. If I could help a fraction, I'd mm. be doing something. Right. right. Exactly. You know, no. 30 years in the industry. Um, there'll thing. never be another Cat Michael. Um you know, but if it wasn't for her coming into my life or me coming into hers, I wouldn't have been able to find my why in life, right? Mm-hmm. And it was through working in, in treatment that I realized that this is what I was supposed to be doing. Do you do it full-time or you do part-time? So I just started my own um, company called Revelations Recovery, and we specialize in uh, sober living. Um, we're oh, opening right. up our first uh, men's home. Uh, down in New Bedford, uh, it's go. called Joseph's House. It's named after my son. Um, and uh, yeah, there's a link on the LOL Terms pay, group awesome. page. Awesome. Yeah, Joseph's Recovery Home is the name of the page, but the it's Joseph's House. Um, we yeah, we started a GoFundMe. Uh, the recovery community um, has been huge. We've been getting donations mm. it, it, wow. uh, because it's. It's I mean, first, first and foremost, wow. it's it's definitely it's a, a business venture. Yeah. It, it's a business. At the end but of the day, it's a business. lots of yeah. people have taken advantage of that. That, you know, I've, I've seen some really shitty practices happen. So, yeah. So, so you know? I've had a lot of people come to me, and, I, and I'm going to be really careful when I say this, mm. with concern, right? Mm-hmm. And I appreciate it all and respect it all. But it's like the reason I'm getting involved in opening up Soul Living is because, A, I've lived in them, right? right? B, I work in the field and I've had to refer people to homes. There's a, la- a huge lack of quality sober houses. Right. 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 Well, the, it's it's easy for, for people to ignore. It's, uh, you know, if they just look at it as a business and there's no heart in it. There's no skin in the game. You're not an alcoholic or whatever, or you, or you, you know. It's easy to, to let it fall into, uh, you know. Basically, like it's they become like crack houses almost. Yeah. yeah. Drugs and and everything in there. It's like and, they're you know, they're they're in trafficking, human yeah. trafficking. You go in there exactly. as an alcoholic. Let me get you, you in here. Heroin, Give me that money. Crack, you or? fucked up. Get out. I'm keeping that money. Next. Right. Next. Hey, so listen, Next. I could have very well been one of those patients yeah. that was broken down in Delray. Right. That shit was mm. happening. That feds were coming in yeah. and cracking down. That was the beginning of the end down there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the patient brokering, and, and it, it, I call them often, recovery hunters. Oh, okay, yeah. That. And I've Ugh. had friends die down there. Yeah. You know, yeah. I've had friends die up here. So it's like, I, I, I understand, like, you know, a lot of people's concern and... You know, I'm not doing it for the money. I've made 
six figures for a long, long time. Yeah. Oh, Money yeah. was my higher power my whole life. Yeah. Yeah. It got me nowhere. Right. Right. What right. What got me somewhere was working with other addicts and alcoholics. Mm-hmm. Um, am I going to make money? I sh- sure, sure, I am. Yeah. Of course I am. If, if, yeah. the house, you know, if the house pays for itself and, you know, maybe I can do something else and help more people, cool. Exactly. That, that's the main thing is, is, you know, carry a message of de- depth and weight. Help these people. Mm. Right, so that they recover. I don't. I don't want them staying in my sober house for a year. Right. It's get them better, keep them moving, get them back into society, get their families restored. So this is going to be a thing. structured house. Very structured. Yeah. Like okay. very. We've done our homework with all the houses out there. Yeah. Like um, it, it. It's got to be, like, this shy of treatment. Uh, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's going to be Listen, intense. we're addicts and alcoholics. You can't put a bunch of us together and not expect shit to happen. No. It's going to. No, <laughs> and it's all brand new construction inside and out. Yeah. Uh, both me and Jimmy DeVoy are going to run the groups every day. Mm. Um, wow. And That's then great. The, the other big thing that just happened, and we've been kind of keeping it on the low because we were doing a lot of back and forth, but um, we are opening up very, very, very soon. Joseph's house is o- is opening um, sometime in August. Yeah. Okay. Uh, mm. We are opening up a, a men and women's twelve uh, step spiritual retreat in Marshfield, which wow. is going to be called uh, Revelations Retreat. Um, cool. Yeah, it's going to have um, twenty two men uh, comfortably and uh, twelve women. It's going to be staffed twenty four seven. Wow. So yeah. this is this is treatment. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. Or a is lot it like, like, uh, like some of the some of the other twelve step structured it'll facilities? It'll have some of that, but it was like I didn't want to just open up just another sober house or just another retreat. Yeah. So we've added some stuff to separate ourselves completely, and hmm. I'll, I'll leave it at that. Yeah. But the website's being worked on. RevelationsRecovery.com. Thank you, Bobby Wall. Um. You know, so yeah, we 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 got a lot going on. We're excited. Uh, it's all owned and operated by people in long term recovery, yep. local guys, and if, and women. if nice. anyone's out there looking, you know, you're, you're a recovery coach. You help people get placed. How does someone get a hold of you? Um, anybody can hit me up on Facebook, Derek Quirk, Q U I R K E. Um, you know, um, you can go to the website, revelationsrecovery.com. Um, yeah. Joseph's house. Beautiful. Joseph's house. Revelations retreat is in Marshfield. That's scheduled to open in a couple of weeks. Um, but yeah, Facebook would probably yeah, be the easiest. It's pretty much the easiest. Uh, my or- phone number, 781 and if and if you're scared, message scared. message the group. We can get get you guys connected. Um, you know. All right. Man, well, I appreciate what stuff. you do. You know what I, I mean. There's not you guys. I appreciate it too. It's, uh, it's it's hard out there, man. It's fantastic. You know, there's there's definitely not enough soldiers fighting this fight. No, you know? there's not. There's um, not. Yeah, it's tough. So. You know, if anyone needs help, they're looking for help, um, lolterms.com, yep. uh, this Facebook group, LOL, uh, the Life on Life's Terms podcast group. You can message us. Message you can us. message me personally, Tom personally, whatever. Yep, and absolutely. if you want to be a guest, hit us up. 
Yeah, always looking for people. Always looking. Yep. Um, Absolutely. You know, we just want to get the story out there. You know, have people share their experience, strength, and hope, and uh, uh, hopefully spread, help someone. Spread understanding. Yes. So it's uh, you know subscribe on iTunes. We got the audio uh, podcast. iTunes, Google Play. Yep. And uh, that's awesome. I that's, think that's it. That's, that's it. a wrap. That's gonna be it. All right. Thank you guys. Peace. Thank you. Peace. I live in this world.